You ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> the Living List is about going outside of the box. It's a movement. It's a hashtag. It's us and you executing all those things we always said we wanted to do. Ariel Dante. And I am Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. Welcome back, guys, to uh, episode six of The Living List. Welcome. So it was a, a good, busy week. The verses, Jill Scott and Erica Badu. Yes. And it just reminded you how, like, music lives forever. When I say they played the deep cuts and the hits. Mm-hmm. They went in, in the turntables, honey. They went in the crate. Like, you could be transported to where you were when you heard the song at the same time. You're also, like, where you are present day, where the song applies. Because those songs, a lot of the songs they played came out, like, in the 90s, the early 2000s. We were kids. Yes. But, like, they're still, like, man, in 2020, the meaning isn't even different. And they have, like, even more memories with those songs. It's crazy. What did you think? Um, I loved it, honey. I, I I came prepared, honey. I came out ready for, with my incense. I came with my wine, my good spirits, my flows of energy. Um, I was ready for it, waiting for it. They did not disappoint. Um, I went into it saying Erica. Erica Badu, hands down. I am, even though Jilly is from Philly, um, I am an Erica Badu fan through and through. But when we when we got on there, I was like, wait a second now. Jill, Jill got a couple of things that I remember. So I um it was good. It was good. They were funny. It was sisterhood. It was they they dropped some gems in there. Um, what about you? I loved it. So this is my first, I shared this on Twitter, but this is my first verses that I actually tuned in for. Mm-hmm. And it did not disappoint. I understand why it was this verses that I actually tuned into. Like it had the energy I wanted. Mm-hmm. I've seen the clips from the others and they're like enjoyable. But like when I listen to music, I like to vibe out, right? Like I like to just enjoy myself. I like to feel good. I like to let everything flow. And with Erica and Jill, it wasn't a battle. It was a jam session. It was, know, like, it was like, oh, okay. And then the love that they had for one another and for us. Like, I was all in the comments. Like, <laughs> it was so good. It was just sister, sister, honey. They just, it was just sisterhood. It was just, you know, it was a celebration of women. And Jill Scott and Erica Badu, their essence kind of brings out that feminine energy from you, you know? Yeah. It just had me thinking about, like, who I am as a woman. Mm. And that's what their music does. Like, really, like, makes you reflect on like who you are where you stand in life and where you want to stand in life you know and it's deep so i loved it um so it had me thinking about a lot of stuff like one we talked about sisterhood right Mm -hmm. like that bond of sisterhood how important that is to have um with the people who are important to you in your life absolutely um i'm a true believer honey if you need to sit at my table you need to absolutely come with love. And in the words of Nina Simone, when the love stops getting served up, I'm probably paraphrasing. But when the love, let me, wait, I think I think I have it. Nina's actual quote. Um, you have to learn to get up from the table when love is no longer being served. Okay. Okay? So if you're at my table and you're not bringing the essence of support, 
genuine support, you're not bringing love and energy and just light, I don't know if you need to be there. Cause I'm the type of friend who I'm a, whatever you say you want to do. Okay. How do we do it? I'm probably overly like assertive sometimes and people's like when people say they want to do stuff, I'm like, oh, okay, this is what, like, I have to calm myself down. So for me to have that energy and you can't do a basic good job, girl, hmm. Nina going to exit you from that table. I think that's a good point, right? Like support is free half the time. So there's no excuse to me not to support your friend unless you just don't know about whatever it is they're working on. And if that's the case, are you really friends? You know what I mean? I, I don't put the burden of support um, on a friend in the sense that it has to look one way. But to your point, a like, a share, a repost, a comment is free. And I think that back to the verses, that's one great thing that like you saw the sisterhood and the yes. between Jill and Erica. I mean, here's a great example. This is a battle. It's verses. Erica's iPad died when she was about to play Call Tyrone. Jill pulled it up on her phone, even though Erica wasn't even on the live anymore. Pulled up the live version of Erica singing, did the background vocals. And she was like, no, this is this is the one. Right. Like, I, I'm a friend, not afraid to let each other shine. Right. Like, it was like, I'm in a battle with you, but Ubu, I'm going to play your song and let you shine. I love them. They, they just, they just, sisterhood. They're all about sisterhood. Yes. Another really cute story that came out of that. And I think, you know, it's all about what the living list is about and what, you know, we're trying to do and have other people do with us. Um, so Jill Scott told this amazing story, you know, Jilly from Philly, the roots, Philly had this song, You've Got Me. Mm -hmm. And um, I think she said Questlove came up to her and was like, hey, you know, we want you to write on this. Can you do it? And she was like, I mean, no, I never did this before. But she was like, even though I never did it before, she was like, that's not the energy she brought to it. She was like, yeah, I got you. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do right. it. Right? Like, we're just going to try it. We're going to see what happens. But imagine if Jill Scott never wrote that song. Every skill I've ever learned, every advancement I've ever had in my career, I said yes to something I had no idea what I was doing. Yes. Like literally, I told myself how to video edit because the vice president of my company, they need to make a video for him. And the person who usually edited the videos was out. Mm -hmm. And they came up to me and were like, hey, can you, I was an assistant at the time. They were like, can you edit? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I made a whole documentary. I told myself how to make a documentary. And I was like, yep, you know what? This is the opportunity. You know, I'm gonna step into the situation and I got a standing ovation. And everybody's like, oh my God, Ariel, we didn't know you did this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I just whipped it out, you know? Say yes, guys, you have to say yes. I took a job one time, literally never did the job before. Never did it. I used to sit there, I would watch, I would, I would sit there, I would have no idea what's going on from nine to five. At six o'clock, I would evaluate my notes and I would look and be like, okay. I, they would be talking in language. They would be talking in different terms. I had no idea. Every time somebody came up to me, I'm like, absolutely, absolutely. Wow, the PPD to the DDD, I got it. I'll get that to you ASAP. And then, you know, at the from six to nine, I would educate myself and I did that for like six months. Yep. And I learned and I elevated in my career because of it. I yeah. Said, 
literally every advancement that I've had or every transition that has pushed me to the next advancement has been me saying, I'll try it. Listen, I'm not a gambling woman, but one of the things I'm going to bet on is myself. Like, I have complete control over that, you know? So every job, perfect example. So um, when I lived in D.C., I always wrote like I never I'm gonna be honest you guys probably don't know this but you know how like everyone had a job growing up and like people have been working their whole lives it wasn't my story right so like I didn't work in high school um I worked my summer after my freshman year of college um and then you know I started working in my parents restaurant and then after that like I had to like get a job so of course I I went into sales right because I've been bartending, convincing people that like everything they want is right here in this restaurant. Sure, I can sell you something that you have this much interest in, right? So I did that. And then I was like, I got tired of sales. It was so much good money, but like I was always on and I was exhausted. I was too young to be that tired. And um, I took this job with like a federal agency. It's a board appointed by, at the time, Barack. And it was a technical writing job, right? I know I can write. So I was like, sure. They did a background check, gave me a top secret clearance, got the job. <laughs> and I was like, hmm, what am I supposed to be doing? <laughs> right? Right. Uh, I say yes, but I don't know. Ooh, got a whole bunch of it. Just to give you a sense, the agency that I was contracting for was Defense Nuclear Facility Safety Board. So mm -hmm. I'm going through all these letters and congressional papers about nuclear energy. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. Come over here. But now it's perfect, right? <laughs> You're like, you want the code to the bombs? Perfect. <laughs> but like, I was able to do that. And from there, I was there for like two and a half, three years. While I was there, my hours were so flexible because I got so good at it that I could like hop out. That's when I picked up entertainment journalism. So like, literally true story. Went out to go interview TI, right? Did my work at 7 a.m. from 7 to 12. Did lunch from 12 to 1. The interview was from one to three. My car got broken in. I had the police come. One of them was my friend. Fixed everything. Went back to work. Finished up the day. Rinse and repeat. Like, you have to be able to be like, okay, yes, I can do this. And when I was even saying yes to these, like, interviews and stuff, do you have a camera? Sure. I would call my best friend. I'd be like, I need you to be on the camera. Like, I need you to be behind the camera. Just stand there. Like, just stand there. We need to make it look good. We'll figure the rest out. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Jump it's in. That's how I got into marketing. My friend called me and was like, hey, I know you always said you, like, want to do marketing. I feel like you do it anyway with all your entertainment journalist stuff. Someone's looking for a digital marketing manager. I'm going to recommend you. I was like, go ahead, girl. And I went in, got the job. Moved to New York eight months later. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, you gotta bet on yourself. Shonda Rhimes has this thing called the year of yes. Mm -hmm. And I said that I was gonna commit to that for a year and I still have not. So, you know, 2020, maybe that'll be the year I say yes to everything. You know, especially since half the time we can't go outside anyway. How hard can it be? Um, but yeah, you gotta, you gotta bet on yourself. I did come across, um, a, a quote that I saw or kind of like a chart or an evaluation thing that I thought was interesting for us to talk about. 
Okay. It was talking about the comparison of what a wounded woman is versus an awoken woman, right? Okay. So, of course, as soon as I said, I saw this, I'm like, oh, I'm an awoken woman. I'm woke. Um, you know, I'm transitioning. I'm, I'm happy. I'm free. I'm doing all these things. But then I look down and I'm like, oh, there's a few things that are on this wounded woman list that I could probably work through. Okay. So... Wounded woman, it says, um, someone afraid to speak their truth, someone who lacks self-worth, someone who tolerates toxic people, someone who seeks external validation, people pleases, apologizes for who she is, has negative self-talk, right? The awoken woman, someone who honors her truth, someone who knows her worth, someone who sets boundaries, feels validated from within, inspires other to shine others to shine jill and erica <laughs> uh gives i mean i'm sorry lives unapologetically the living list um and speaks gently to herself okay so where do you fall so i feel like i'm an i'm a transitioning woman i feel like um i feel like tolerates toxic people sticks out to me. Not that I'm not, I'm a person who who does really um, keep my circle pretty tight, right? But I'm also a very loving person. So once you like inch your way in there, mm-hmm. it's hard for me to kick you out. I'm gonna be honest, mm-hmm. you know? It's hard for me because I'm like, I'm like, I believe in change. I believe in people changing, but sometimes at the detriment of myself. Okay. Um, I'll allow someone to be around a little longer than they should. And I'm as I'm getting older, I'm really realizing that. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't serve you. Everything is for a reason and a season. You know that saying. Um, and I do see that in myself. Um, I do sometimes I'm getting out of this, but I feel absolutely as sometimes I would apologize or shrink myself. Um, there was like a, a period of my time where a period of my life, I'm sorry, where I felt like I started to lose some of my color, some of my flair, you know, it was like, I always imagined myself as like this, like vibrant bird, but like one thing or another would like be holding me back. And then sometimes those colors would like fade, you know, like I was very bright in this area and I shrunk down in that area, you know, like when it came to my career. Um, at, at some points when it came to my like journalism career, I thought that I I used to be like, I want to have a TV show. I want to be Oprah. I want to be the area. I want to be a mix of Ariel and Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah. I used to always say that to people when I was 19, always say that to people. And then as like life happened, I would be like, you know what? Let me have like my B plan. And then like, maybe eventually, like, I don't know, like not a talk show. Maybe I'll like do a blog. And that like brightness started to kind of dim down. So, um, and I feel like that's apologizing for who you are because if who you are and the dreams that you have inside you um, are given to you for a reason, they're not too big, right? And you shrinking yourself down to what people think you may be able to do is in essence, I feel like apologizing for who you are and what you can bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So that's something that I've seen. And negative self-talk, oh baby. I used to call myself fat like every day, <laughs> like and like so fat every day. <laughs> right, and I thought it was like I do self-deprecating humor where I don't where I think it's funny, but I had to really like peel back and be like, "You mean to yourself? You would never say this to somebody else ever." So that's some that's things that stood out for me. 
And then um, also afraid to speak their truth. There's things in my journey that I feel like I want to share, but I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't, and I don't know. And that's something that I have to work through. I feel like I'm kind of like you, you know, like, um, I think I referred to as like, I'm, I'm sleepwalking. I'm not wounded, but I'm not yeah. like fully awakened either. If the idea is that you have to always do these things and never do these things, you know, I am still in the process of owning who I am. And, you know, I, I always felt like, you know, I, I know who I am and I'm confident, but I don't always let her shine. I don't always let her be the person that is put on display. You know, there has been plenty, I feel like cycles in my life where like, I have absolutely dimmed my light, whether it was for a person I was dating because they liked it at first and then we got together and like, they just kept giving mm-hmm. like, this ridiculous feedback on the same things that made them like me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so funny to hear myself say it because like, like if you know me, if I, who I think I am myself is like, I'm not changing for anyone. But like right. in reality, I have definitely changed in the form of dimming my light and my goals and my my path for the comfort of other people. Even if it's like at a job, you know what I mean? And sometimes it's just easier to keep your head down and work than to like shine because you get so much pushback from like, some higher ups or, you know, you never know what in you can spark insecurity in someone else, a man or a woman, a friend or a foe, your lover or a stranger, right? And there were times that I think that I convinced myself that it was easier to dim my light than to be me. But now in my 30 years, like, Comfort is never really that comfortable. Every single time I have adjusted, I think that's what I was telling myself I was doing, adjusting um, to meet and make someone else comfortable, I have paid for it. I have gained weight. I have wasted time Mm -hmm. with a person or a job. You know, I have luckily been able to transition and transform career paths and you know, but I feel like now, now is when I'm like, wait, I'm a creator. I miss creating. I'm a storyteller. I miss telling stories. And I'm so grateful for you and everyone out there in the living list because like, if we weren't doing this, like I would probably be somewhere dimming my light right now. You know what I mean? But it's like, not just for me. And it's sad that I need other people sometimes to be accountable, but like, I need to do what I said I wanted to do for you guys. You know what I mean? Like you said that we're checking in every week and if I don't do it, then what if you guys don't do it? And what if you're supposed to be the next, who knows? You know, you always talk about Oprah, you know what I mean? Like what if that really is your path and it's not sitting at a just strategizing for another company, you know what I mean? Like media plans. So, you know, I absolutely think that I can work on the negative self-talk it's weird because I love myself a lot. Like, I just feel like I'm a paradox. <laughs> like, because I love myself a lot. But there are times where I'm like, girl, look at right. you. You need to get it together. Right. And I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing. Because at the same time, I have been so much more gentle with myself than in previous years. Yeah. Like, 
I definitely think this is a period of transition and moving into the next level for me. So, you know, we'll see, you know, maybe next time in a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a year from now, when we revisit this conversation, I can like stand strongly on I'm the awakened woman. But right now, I'm kind of sleepwalking a little bit, a little bit of daydreaming, somewhere in between the two. That was great. That I feel lighter. It was fun. It was fun. And also these things help because like, when you know yourself, you also know like what you want and what you like want from your friends. And you know, one of my favorite topics, dating. Dating. Mm-hmm. Dating, dating. What are some of the things that like, because you've gone through this process and you know you, when it comes to dating, you're just not tolerating? So right now, I think that I am doing an overhaul when it comes to dating. Okay. I um, absolutely am not tolerating any type of disrespect. Um, I feel like it's so, 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 so important in the beginning for a man and always in a relationship for a man to respect you. Um, when you lose the respect, I really feel like you lose the relationship. Mm-hmm. I, like I said, I'm a loving person. Like I want us to celebrate each other. I want us to be each other's best friend. I want us to cheer each other on. So I need not only my friends, but my man to be my number one supporter. I, what else will not tolerate? A lazy dater. I feel like life's too short not to be celebrated. Mm. Why are you not jumping over uh, with joy to make me happy? What's and a lazy dater, Ariel? A lazy dater is every man I've ever dated. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. There were some good ones, guys. I'm joking. But a lazy dater is someone who... Um, won't do the little things to make you smile. Like if I tell you, and I'm, I'm a hint dropper. So it's not like I don't drop hints. (laughs) If I tell you, you know, I'm not really into holidays, but I think it's amazing just to like do something on a random Wednesday. And I I think it's amazing to be spontaneous. If it's six months in and you still ain't hit me with a spontaneous thing, (laughs) I'm counting on it. (laughs) I like that. I'm trying to think, have I dated lazy daters? Um, yeah. I will say I am, okay. So just like I said that sometimes I've changed in relationships, I've absolutely brought out a lot of change in the people that I dated too. So I think that, I don't know if like the thought of doing something personalized versus something that you've been taught is just what you're supposed to do for women really is something that men think about when they're younger. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like they have like a set of, this is what you did. Pull out the chair, open the door, Valentine's Day, blah, blah, blah. And like, yeah, those things are cool. I'm not taking those things away and I enjoy and appreciate those things. But for me, I love things tailored to me, right? (laughs) Like, I absolutely love the beach. So yes, you know, I had this ex who, he knew how much I love the beach and seafood. So one thing I do like about him is that like he was spontaneous and it'd be like a nice day and he'd be like, you wanna drive to the beach? And it'd be like 7 a.m. and we would get in the car and we would drive to the beach, we'd be there all day, get back the next morning. And it's just like things like that I really appreciate. Ideas on the spot. So I'm super excited. Um, I think we definitely have a lot to talk about in the coming episodes, but we definitely hear everyone's feedback and see what you guys want us to talk about. Um, Do you love it? Do you like it? Do you hate it? We are a work in progress. This is what the living list is all about. So give us your feedback and tell us how you guys are doing with your goals. And speaking of you always being down, what was your I'm down challenge this week? 
I had to learn the savage dance. It wasn't necessarily the savage dance. It was just learning a hot ink out. So, you know, everybody, I love Beyonce and everybody's doing the savage challenge. So I thought it would be a fun time to learn the savage dance. So I learned not that much of it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I think when I wrote that, my intention was to have someone teach me, not me teach myself. Okay. So the learning curve is a little bit steeper. Okay. But I have like this and this and then like bougie, ratchet, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. But by time, I do promise, by time this episode drops, whether it's embarrassing, whether it's great, whether I get booked as the next video vixen of 2021, I will do a dance for you guys. Okay, so you know like you have hours basically to have a video of you doing this. Yes, no, not hours. Yes. By the time it drops, like next week. Yes, but it has to already be done to be in the episode. Oh yeah, absolutely, yep. Okay, okay. fair enough. <laughs> we'll drop it on social. It doesn't have to be in the episode edit. We'll drop it on social. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah. I like that. Okay, cool. So what did um, you do? I was supposed to learn how to do knotless braids. In my head, I had big ideas, big plans for these knotless braids, okay? I was like, I'm gonna take out the whole first row of my head and then just redo them. I had a very wise friend, Lauren, who was like, I think you should do one from the back. And she was so smart. It took me three days to take one braid out. Let me see if I have it. I did. Well, I'm not gonna pull it out because my whole bundle come out. But one braid out and then rebraid it. Three days braiding you know is back. What took you three days? To, I'm confused. How did it take you three days to bring it out? Okay, so my sister, she did my nails, right? So I have on acrylics. I have not worn acrylics or braids at the same time in probably like 10, 15 years. It took me forever. Just, I was tired. I was like dejected. I was like, I really don't want to do this. So, but taking it out was a day. Then I let it just like hang. I let the real hair hang for a day. Like, I don't feel like doing this. And then the third day, like, it literally took me all day to learn how to braid it. So this is not my calling. But this is what the living list is about. Trying you try things. It. You try and it. Your things you're going to be good at. Yes. You I might redo not. this later with no acrylics. But for now, the braids are have to come out and they won't get redone by me. They might get redone by a mobile braider that I trust. But braiding is not my thing. Shout out to everyone that can learn braiding from YouTube tutorials. You guys are the real MVPs. So let's um, see what we have coming up this week. Okay, so you have your list all written out. But where is the plan? One, two, three, Take a task at random. And, of course, the choice is and we execute with intention. You down? I'm down. As you guys know, every single week we um, put in our I'm down. It used to be a bowl, but we're in a pandemic. So I have a cup and Brittany has a bowl. And we put in a list of things for each other that we want to accomplish. Things that are accomplishable within a week. And we select it and then we see what we're going to do this week. We never know. The bowl kind of pulls up what it what it may. The universe calls it. So yes. let's see what we're going to do this week. You want to pick first? No, you. You, you. I got to get a bowl. This is for Brittany. So let's see. All right. You're going to have to, now, do you have the supplies for this is first. You're going to have to sugar yourself. Oh, I do have the supplies. This Which is going to be fun. <laughs> Which I don't know, for those who don't know, sugaring is like waxing themselves. 
I say that because I was like, Brittany, what is sugaring yourself? Are you exfoliating? Um, yeah. So it's you're waxing. What are you waxing though? Well, um, for the living list video, I can do my leg, but <laughs> I plan on doing a full body wax. Okay. Chotra? Yes. That's really where I want to concentrate, honestly. But wow. for the video, I will do a leg. Yes, show us your leg. <laughs> but okay, please don't injure your chocho in the in the in as you're trying to accomplish your living list. So my esthetician friend, she okay. uh, her name is Lauren, and she owns a spa in Maryland called Sugar and Lash, where she does sugaring, hair removal, and lashes. Um, and she is absolutely against this. Okay, <laughs> so I am doing this against her will, but like, honestly, I refuse to shave. Start and, on your legs, honey. Huh? Do a test patch. Yeah, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but we're gonna document the process, um, you know, but if the leg proves that it was a successful test, honey, we are we're completing the whole experiment, all right? You're, you're moving on, you're moving on. Okay, I mean, thankfully you're in quarantine, um, you know, your chocho is yours and yours alone. So quarantine. <laughs> so um, you know, if 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 it goes left, you know, you got a moment to heal. <laughs> that is so, look at see Ariel always letting others shine and speaking positively. You are you know, if you want to if you want to be out here waxing your your, your little kitty, go ahead, girl. Wax <laughs> that kitty. Wax that kitty. All right. Oh, this is a big one. Write out a concept for a book. Just the concept. Okay. Do you think you can do that this week? I can, because I have a few concepts already. All right. Mm -hmm. So you're down. I'm down. I am absolutely down. I'm excited. Um, we cannot wait to tell you about what we did this week or didn't do or learned that we love or learned that we're not that great at. Um, mm -hmm. I will hopefully come back with a full kitty, but a hairless one. <laughs> Let's hope you don't miss any pieces, honey. Let Listen, if I miss a piece, that's okay. Cause it's just it's just about my divine feminine energy with myself, okay? honey. <laughs> and um speaking of divine feminine energy, there was a quote that Jill Scott shared at the or during the verses that I definitely think is a good note to end on because Jill Scott was talking about, you know, how we as creators, creatives, we always have these plans and these things that we don't always execute for whatever reason. And one of her tips was to write it down. She was like, you have to put it down and then share it. When you write it down, it becomes mandatory to get it out there. Mm -hmm. So that's like the whole essence of the living list. So I thought it was perfect, right? It's like, all right, we're gonna sit there. We're gonna write it down to hold ourselves accountable. We're gonna share it with each other. We're gonna put it out there and then we're gonna do it. And then we'll rinse and repeat. Rinse and repeat. And that is what the living list is all about. That was good, right? Yeah. Thanks again for another amazing episode, Ariel, and all of you out there. We're holding you accountable. Tell us what you pulled from your own living list this week so we can all do the I'm Down Challenge together. That's all I have. What about I'll you? See you next week. Bye. Bye. And that is a wrap for this episode of the Living List Podcast. Want more? Follow us on IG, Twitter, and Facebook at Living List Life. Until next time, remember every day is a new chance. So find your chance to live out loud.
See you next time.